This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. So Kyle Shanahan did say after the game that it was a predetermined decision to go for to take the ball first in overtime. That was their strategy. They wanted to be the one with the first and third possession, as we discussed, if the game went to OT. But we were just talking about it during the break. I don't know. If you're the team that gets the ball second, like the Chiefs did, even if, um, if the 49ers had scored a touchdown and then you went down and scored a touchdown... Can you really afford to kick an extra point and then give the ball back no. to the 49ers knowing that now now they can win the game with any any point? Any the field goal yep. wins the game. They get a good kickoff return. They're already close to field goal range. You've basically lost it. You, you don't even get a chance to touch the ball again. I think if you're the second team, you go for two and try to win the game right there. Win Oof. it or lose it in your hands, which means there will never be a third <laughs> possession, which means there's no advantage to having the first and third <laughs> possession if there's almost no chance there will ever be a third Correct. possession. Now, if you both get field goals, there will be a third possession. You can't necessarily just give up a field. If it's fourth and ten and you're at the 30 and you got to kick a field goal to tie the game, then the 49ers would have gotten that third possession. So here's, uh, Kyle Shane, here's a quick answer of what he had to say about it. Uh, it's just something we talked about with... You know, none of us have a ton of experience of it, but we went through all the analytics and talked to those guys, and we decided to be better. We wanted the ball third. You're a nerd. He's matched and scored. We wanted to be the ones who had the chance to go win, and um, we got that field goal, so we knew we had to hold him to at least a field goal, and if if we did, then we felt it was in our hands after that. Mm. Didn't know that uh, that Goose was one of the reporters there in the uh, the post game <laughs> yeah, session. He heard yeah. analytics. He heard analytics. He lost couldn't his Couldn't help mind. himself. Yeah, right. Goose Gossage, uh, Dallas uh, Dallas Morning News. Yeah, you're a nerd too. You're a nerd too, <laughs> Kyle. You're Ow. a nerd too. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's turn our attention to your San Diego Padres who are uh, waking up early in Peoria, getting back to work for day two of Padres uh, spring training. Usually, pitchers and catchers reporting is a fairly innocuous day. Uh, it's mostly exams and paperwork, but they were ac- actually out there getting some work done, and I think that is part of the urgency that Mike Schilt wants to install at this spring training for the San Diego Padres. And I, I think urgency is going to be a a watchword this season, Woods, for the Padres after what happened last year um, for a number of reasons. First of all, you got a short spring. You're heading to Korea in a matter of weeks, about four weeks. Yeah. You're getting on a plane 
and heading to Korea. So you've got a compressed time frame. So everything that you do in your preparation for the season is going to have to be done with a little more purpose, a little more urgency to get ready for the season. And then after the year they had last year, in which it felt like they could not muster that urgency early in the season and kept, kept waiting for their talent to take over, I doubt that we're going to see a similar scenario where you hear a lot of people say, hey, just wait, back to the baseball card, everything's going to be fine. So wait, That's not going to fly this year. Dude, a couple weeks ago, you came in here, and you never told this on the air. You just told us off the air. You heard an interview with Nick Martinez on MLB Network Radio, and it was so good, and I was like, oh, we got to tell this on the air. We totally forgot to do it, and it kind of kind of explains a little bit, at least from his perspective, a guy that was there the entire season, what exactly happened with the Padres. Well, I thought it was interesting because it's Nick now with the Cincinnati Reds, and he sat down for an hour with those MLB Network Radio guys, and he really has nothing to cover up or hide. He's not coming back to the Padres now, so you can be a little more honest in your assessment of what happened. And the first thing, the first takeaway I got is he was very adamant. Everyone thought we had clubhouse issues. He said, no, we had a great clubhouse. We had fun. We were together. We did things off the field. The whole team, when we were in Miami, they all came to my dad's house. He made his famous paella. We had... We had team bonding. We were together. It was a really good clubhouse. That wasn't it. It wasn't off-the-field issues that sunk the Padres last year. He felt like early in the season, they kept... They, they, they The message was, let's not panic. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're, we're going to be okay. we got a bunch of good players. The last thing we want to do is panic here early in the season and make a bunch of big changes and yep. start worrying and then... Get us, get ourselves off our plan and our yes. rails. So for the first few months of the season, it was like we we don't, we're not going to let the standings or our win loss record right now dictate what we know is the right thing to do. We're a good team. We're going to stay the course. We're not going to panic. Ball's not bouncing our way. Yeah. Sometimes we're losing those yeah. close so, ones. Okay, so they no refused to do anything to like change the urgency of the team. And then, of course, as the season started. Slipping away, and it was July and August. They go, oh god, we got to crank this thing up eleven notches, and we got to get going and hit the gas. And at that point, it went from <laughs> don't panic to we are all pressing. We are this pressing panic every time. single game, and we're not giving our best performance because we are pressing constantly. So they went from not enough urgency to too much urgency on the flip of a dime, and were never able to lock in where they needed to do in the correct middle zone of the season, playing with some urgency, but also not panicking about every little thing that goes wrong over the course of a year. And that, that is such a uh, that's such an interesting thing when you think about the, the entirety of a baseball season, just how long it is. And yeah, man, you can get off to a slow start and blah, 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 blah. But I, I, did, lo- I did like what he said. I did like what he said about the fact that they were together, because, yeah, that, there was a lot of questions. Like, do these guys care? Do they like each other? Blah, blah, blah. Apparently they did. And, and I think it, we've heard from more than one person that the clubhouse was fine last year. But, boy, the rumors start getting out uh, last season of this guy and this guy and these guys don't get along and this guy will only hit here and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was a bad look. It was a bad look for their, for most of the season. So Joe Musgrove was one of the guys who spoke yesterday, and he kind of addressed a little bit about – that issue of last season versus this season and what identity he'd like to see the 2024 Padres take. 
Yeah, I think we need to do a better job of, you know, identifying what our identity is as a team, you know, from the get-go of spring training. I felt like we had expectations of what we expected of ourselves as a group, and it wasn't talked, you know, openly and out loud enough uh, for everybody to understand what that was. So we found ourselves in a little bit of a hole early on and trying to find your identity when your back's against the wall is a little difficult. So I think we need to set the tone, you know, early on in spring training and figure out what those things are that we're going to, you know, what the standards are here. And uh, make sure everyone's on the same page. Because if you were going to ask us or a lot of Padres fans out there that follow the team pretty closely, what is the identity of this team? I I don't know what I would have said. I would have said, hey, man, when the going gets tough, these guys fold. That was the identity it looked like. When we were down, you know, and, and it wasn't the identity that it looked like. It was what they said. It was Xander Bogart saying when we get down a run, my shoulders slump and I want to dig a hole, something to that effect. That's not the identity you want to have. Hey, we're quitters. We quit. And when we get down, uh, we realize the game's over. I like what Joe had to say yesterday. I hope it's implemented. I feel like it will be. Uh, and I think identity is sometimes crafted by the media, which I, I don't know that that does a team much good, but... Hey, how this team has stolen a bunch of bases at the start of the season. They're the running team. They're going to be aggressive all year, and that it's not always necessarily the strategy. We saw the Padres flip on a dime. They didn't steal much early. They started stealing more. I don't know that it changed their identity much. So, you know, identity can be a good thing, but mostly I, I think what Joe was saying was similar to what Nick was trying to indicate, and that was... You know, trying to find it when you are then pressing and in a hole is the worst situation. Correct. And that's what they ended up doing last year, that they were trying to create some sort of, you know, momentum later in the season, and they were never able to get it going uh, because they got off to such a slow start. We need a contestant for Take on Woods. We're about a minute away, and the phone lines are wide open. If you want to try to qualify, head to that uh, town where they just had the big game yesterday. Trip for uh, two to Vegas uh, at 833-288-0973. We'll play our musical trivia game with Woodsy here in a minute. Give us a call, 833-288-0973. wonder if you're looking at what I just I think I'm looking at told. what I've been getting. Uh, Four people have told us. About 15 people have said. <laughs> Would you say this is a tease? a possible precursor to some breaking news? Either that or you're just reliving some glory days. <laughs> One of the two. I mean, posting a bunch of Posting a bunch of girls I went out with in college on my Instagram. <laughs> I, it's going to lead my wife to think something's up. Jerks and Profar, as of an hour ago, Benny, has posted on his Instagram about a... How long can you post a story? Like two minutes or something? Know, a minute. Oh boy! So nothing he, but Padres highlights. Nothing but Padres highlights. And nothing then, from the Rockies last year. Not, not one damn thing. And then it says jobs not done. Nothing from the Rangers several no, no. years ago. No, 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 no. It just says jobs not done. So it leads me to speculate, and leads everybody <laughs> to spec that uh, Church and Profar will be a San Diego Padre before the day's end. Oh, um, is that a is that a jump? Like we've is all just leap? assumed the entire off season that that move was eventually coming. <laughs> right. All right, that is a pretty clear indication. Uh, that is a pretty clear indication that I think Jerickson Profar is likely on his way. I mean, no one has sent us any official emails, but that would be a weird statement to make and a weird Instagram story to post if you were very about. straight. And I'd like to announce I am signing with the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> here's here's Job's not done. Here's all my best highlights from the Mikey show. <laughs> Job's not done. <laughs> what 
what I'm doing, right? All right. Well, let's uh, let's wait for the Jurix and Profar news incoming while we play a little game of Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. 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 Oh, I see a familiar-looking name here on the list. Uh, caller, uh, identify yourself, please. What's up, guys? Big time uh, fan of your show here. My name's Chris. Chris. How are uh, we doing? All right, Chris. You want to play Take on Woods? Yes, absolutely. All Let's right. Here's how it works, Chris. Uh, you will get 60 seconds to answer as many of the five musical trivia questions as you can. Woods will come back okay. in. And if you beat or tie him, you'll qualify for our grand prize drawing getaway to Vegas two nights uh, to uh, the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino and tickets to Air Supply performing May 31st and June 1st at the International Theater. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Take on Woods is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of your car. For directions and discounts, go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. Dot com. We'll give you the advantage here, Chris, by letting you pick the category. We've got add a zero, which is uh, each answer, you will add a zero to get the next answer in the list. You'll see how it works if you pick it. Hook, line, and sinker, the word hook appearing in each of those answers. And our new category, in and out, uh, they've got five different bands that include either in or out in their name. So, Chris, what would you like to play? Ooh, let's uh, let's go with In and Out. In and Out. All right. Uh, today we have five different bands that all either include the title, uh, the word In or Out somewhere in their names. We'll have sixty seconds. First questions are two second song. You need to give the uh, song title and the artist to the little clip that Polly plays to score that point. So make sure you give both, Chris, uh, to get that one, and then we'll go on from there. Pass if you don't know one. We'll come back to it if there's time left on the end of the clock. Are you ready, Chris? Yeah, let's do it. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music in the category In and Out. Good luck. Let's take on Woods. Josie's on a vacation far away. Uh, that artist's name is The Outfield. The song is Don't Want to Lose Your Love. Your Love, correct. Miss Jackson love, and correct. Hey Ya are two of the top hits for which Atlanta hip-hop duo. Outcast. Correct. Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell sing the distinctive vocals for which Seattle band that combines grunge and heavy metal sounds. Uh, pass. Name the Chicago band that burst into superstardom in 2005 thanks to their hits Sugar We're Going Down and Dance Dance. Fallout Boy. Correct. Which 1980s synth pop band is best known for their 1987 hit The Promise? Uh, pass. Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell sing the distinctive vocals for which Seattle band that combines grunge and heavy metal sounds. Uh, don't know this, so I'm going to guess Soundgarden. Incorrect. Which 1980s synth pop band is best known for their 1987 hit, The Promise? Mm. Uh, you did get three. That's not bad, Chris. Hang on the line. We'll see if that's good enough to at least maybe get a tie. You got Your Love by the Outfield and Outcast. You got Fall Out Boy. You got all the outs. You missed the ins. <laughs> Alice in Chains and When in Rome were the other two answers. Let's bring Woods back in. I think I'm betting on Woods here, yeah. but we'll see. Chris's score is locked in. Reset the questions. Woods does not get the category. Makes it tougher. 60 seconds on the clock. Woods, your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck. Let's take on Chris. Josie's on a vacation. 
Uh, I'll come back to it. Ms. Jackson and Hey Ya are two of the top hits for which Atlanta hits. Correct. Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell sing the distinctive vocals for which Seattle band that combines. Allison Dor- Chase. Correct. Name the Chicago band that burst into superstardom in 2005 thanks to their hits Sugar We're Going Down and Dance Dance. Uh, Fallout. Boy. Correct. Which 1980s synth pop band is best known for their 1987 hit The Promise? Oh, that's uh, When in Rome. Go back to our two second song. It's the uh, outfield. Correct. Oh. oh, your love. Correct. Five for five and a 5-3 win I for panicked. Woods today. I, when I heard I go... No, Tricky category for you. What was it? It is in and out. Uh, bands that have either in or out okay. in the title. Outfield, Outcast, Alice in Chains, Fall Out Boy, and When in Rome. You are a trickster. Trickster, but not tricky enough to get you on a Monday. Chris, thank you for playing. We'll have another game tomorrow, see if we can qualify someone for a trip to Las Vegas. I love The Promise so much. It's such a good song. song. It is a good one, too. All right, uh, Don't Do This is coming up next. going to be a chance to uh, jump into what happened opposite of the Super Bowl yesterday in the final round of the WM Phoenix Open, where the biggest party in golf got a little out of control, and some of the golfers got a little... Yeah. A little bitchy. Actually. Yeah, okay, little that's bitchy. the word. That's, so, that, that's the word for it for bitchy. sure. You get a little upset? And you had a local going for his first win uh, in over a decade. God, he was so close. So close. So close. All of that coming up next with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan after a check of traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many 
times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Spring training is underway for the latest Padres news. Try and listen to our chapters features from the show. Each day, each topic we cover is broken out so that you can find what matters most to you. To get started, download the Odyssey app. And by the way, Sammy Spring Training will be with us in our next segment. So yeah, do not go, let's go anywhere. So good. Um, I will start Don't Do This today with a baseball story from uh, over the weekend. I think uh, on Friday or Saturday, uh, Major League Baseball announcing that former Mets general manager Billy Epler who is no longer with the team, doesn't have a job. But even if he was, he'd be suspended through the 2024 season due to fabricating injuries to open roster spots for the New York Mets in 2023. It's a practice that kind of wink-wink, nod-nod, I think most... At least fans think goes on around Major League Baseball. You've got well, and players do too. There were plenty of uh, when this story came out on Friday, Benny. There were plenty of somebody was pulling all these old interviews of players that were saying things like, "So what are you going to do? Are you going to put me on the Phantom IL? I'm not going on the Phantom IL. I'm not hurt. I'm ready to play." Well, most players are fine with it. It's a victimless crime. It's in victimless. That. So here's your choice: we can either send you down to the minors, release you, or. You can pretend to have an injury and stay with the big club and keep getting your full salary and be with the guys in the dugout and you know travel on the team plane. And when faced with that option, most players will go, yeah, you know what, now that I come to think about it, my, my elbow is feeling a little bit sore because I don't want to go back to the minors. I don't want to get released, and they don't really want to release you. So they manipulate their active roster by putting guys on the injured list that aren't really injured. It's not a surprise that this goes on, but the Mets, you know, after an investigation, it was determined that up to a dozen players had been basically asked to, you know, fake an injury so that the the Mets could expand their, you know, their rosters and bring up different players without having to cut other guys. Uh, roster manipulation, essentially, it's a, you know, it's a competitive advantage. It is cheating, and the. Mets were punished for it, but just Billy Epler was punished, which is kind which of interesting. Is, I'll tell you, if you if you want to go full conspiracy theory, you suspend a guy for a year that's not doesn't even have a job as a nice little warning shot to all of the other active GMs that are currently working, saying, "We now know, and we've always known." Here's your scapegoat. Is he wearing it for the entire the pretty entirety? Much, pretty of, much. Of no baseball? Mets medical or athletic training personnel were mentioned at all in the investigation, but they couldn't have. They couldn't have carried this out without at least a few people being involved. Like, you can't just put a guy on the injured list and the trainer goes, yeah, hey, what's wrong with you? And I mean, someone knows they're not hurt down there, and they weren't reporting at least to Major League Baseball. Now, you expect, like, lower-level employees to be snitching on their team? No, of course not. So, you know, maybe it's right to not punish the lower-level guys for what their bosses are telling them to do. You kind of have to do what the GM says. Former Met pitcher Tommy Hunter said, It's crazy. Billy got singled out. It's kind of mind-blowing. I had multiple back issues, and no one from MLB talked to me. I don't know what their strategy was. It's no secret what goes on with the Phantom IL. So to go after one person seems unfair. I feel bad for Billy. He didn't do anything different than any other GM I've been around. Uh, yeah, I, this to me reeks of we know what you're up to. We're going to be crawling uh, a little deeper with the microscope next time. Let's go ahead and suspend a guy that's already out of baseball for a year he wasn't going to work anyway. Right? Yeah. 
And so now, it just if I'm AJ Preller, if I'm any other GM, I'm like, I'm gonna watch my P's and Q's here. They're looking, they're looking. And a little, I, that's the point. A little harder. That, that's the point uh, at this. Uh, I will go to Phoenix, <laughs> the land of the waste management open. I uh, was interested to see a lot of the videos going around on the weekend. I mean. I've I've gotten drunk before. I've gotten I blacked out before. But oh my god, I've never seen some of the stuff I saw out at the waste management. Oh, chaos! There was one guy walking, and it's just a gravity never loses. He was walking down a sidewalk, and he's leaning, and he's leaning, oh and he hits the down slope, and he goes all the way down to the concrete <laughs> river, and he's just done. There are guys passed out in their chairs. Did it you was, see the videos of like at the when they open the gates at whatever seven a.m. It's like the running of the Bulls yeah, at Pamploma yeah. because you they don't get to, they don't have reserved seats in that stadium 16th hole. So they want to get to 16. They open it up and everyone just sprints like <laughs> to you know it's like a thousand yards to get to that stadium hole and it's chaos. Guys have been waiting in line all they wait in line all night long. Like show up at one a.m. to get in line. Yeah, drinking so they the whole can, time. Drinking the whole time so they can get there at seven a.m. so they can sit and drink all day long. To cheer for the golfers as they come through until sunset. Gives me anxiety. So you can imagine that the behavior can get a little off the rails at so, this golf tournament. at one point, and I, I still, I don't think this is a good look for Zach Johnson, but I, I get it. I get it. He had just... Losing Ryder Cup captain Zach Johnson. He just hit his breaking point. I guess he was getting worn out all day, and apparently some guy did yell in the middle of his backswing. Ben did that to me recently. I wanted to kill him, so I, I can't relate. Um, I didn't yell. I just did a recounting of my own game. Of your own shot to no one other than yourself. You could have done it it as an internal monologue, but you did an external monologue. Boy, if I had just hit it another two feet, son of a... So Zach Johnson, after it happens, uh, goes over to the crowd and kind of acts like a little baby. No, don't don't sir me. Somebody said it. I'm just sick of it. Just shut up. (laughs) Billy Horschel. Followed behind him. Now, I'm not scared of Zach Johnson. I'm terrified. <laughs> He's of Billy, Hors- B- <laughs> Billy Horschel would have scared me into getting in my car and going home. He's terrifying. And he says, Sir, yeah. calm down. Don't serve Don't me. Sir me. Don't serve me. I'm sick me. of it. I'm sick of it. We got to save that. I'm sick of it. Clip. The, it's um, so good. The beef says uh, he shared that golf tournament is like Coachella for 30 year old yep. dudes. Isn't Coachella Coachella for 30 year old dudes? That's now? true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Same thing. Just dudes uh, being bros, though. Yeah, golf dude, oh, dudes being the biggest bros you'll ever see. So yeah. Zach Johnson and the rowdy fans were the don't do this. I'm going to give the do do this to mega the golf, actually. Despite all the craziness, was fantastic down the stretch. And I don't think anyone really watched. because I, of the, I was flipping back and forth. Because of the rain was to end before the Super Bowl starts. But unfortunately, they had to keep playing a couple of hours into the Super Bowl. And San Diego's own Charlie Hoffman, who has not really... He's not won in over a decade. hasn't even come close in many years, but he's still on the PGA Tour. 47 years old. I played junior golf with him growing up. He did, played did you fantastic. ever beat him? No, 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 not even close. Kicked your ass. <laughs> uh, you know, he was playing great. Eagled uh, 13, came down the stretch, got to 21 under, had a three-shot lead, and then finished like I think was smart, was conservative, made pars in the last three holes to protect his lead, did everything right. Did everything right. Except he didn't account for Nick Taylor, who at 18 under birdied 15, birdied 16, parred 17, and then needed to birdie 18, tough hole to force a playoff, did it. Yep. They went back to the playoff. Charlie birdied it, but Nick birdied it as well. And then they had to play it again. And for the third straight time, Nick Taylor birdied the 18th hole. Unreal. 
So he birdied basically five out of the last six holes he played, including the same hole three times in a row. Charlie finally made a par. I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. He did not make any big mistakes, but uh, Nick Taylor playing his butt off. Beats Charlie Hoffman, who still has his best tournament in a long time. Gets the second place check. Uh, the win would have been nice, though. That would have given him an exemption, essentially, until he got to the Champions Tour at age 50 with the win for two more years after this year. So, a bummer for Charlie. He played great, though. And he's sponsored by Waste Management, WM. <laughs> so, he had the the entire sponsors and everyone were kind of pulling for him as the WM guy at the WM Open. With some great golf while most of us were watching the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was watching a little bit. And uh, it was it was awesome, man. It was Good to see him turn the clock back a little bit. Um, but, hey, second place, that is not bad. He did not really do anything to lose that golf tournament, so he didn't fall apart or anything like that. It was pretty cool to see. All right, waiting for that uh, Jerks and Profar news to drop. I just got an email from the Padres. They have signed Mon Laferte. Oh, no, wait, that's a concert no, that's concert. coming. Who's, have you ever heard of Mon Laferte? Polly, you're younger. No. Her Autopoietica and- tour is coming to... Uh, Petco Park. Pull a little up. I'd like to hear some. Mon Laferte. Laferte. Not an outfielder, apparently. Hmm. Gallagher Square, Petco Park, May 26th. For all you Mon fans out there, Mon is coming. Mon Laferte is a Chilean and Mexican musician, singer, composer, and painter. So it's all... It's actually after the Padres-Yankees game oh, nice. that day, but a separate ticket is required to go to the concert, okay. just so you know. All right. They go on sale on Wednesday. Here we go. This week. Sammy Spring Training will join us when we come back here on 97.3 The Fan. Investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Don't Do This is brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sorrento Valley. Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Go to thecrafttaco.com, take a look at their happy hour specials today. 
The Craft Taco. We, we already did Don't Do This. Yeah, I was just wrapping up Don't Do This. Oh, all right. That was just what we were talking about. That's right. You're right. Right again. Just continuing. Just <laughs> Correct. The show doesn't stop just because we go to break. Correct. We keep going. Continue. You just don't get to hear that part. <laughs> right. And we continue to talk during the break. That's right. And I was just wrapping it up there. But all the don't but do this is we didn't get we to. We do have to move along, though, because we have standing by in Peoria, Arizona, ready to join us next, none other than Sammy Spring Training after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fam. And Sammy Spring Training joins us now live from Padre Spring Training, presented by your San Diego County Toyota Dealers Association. We make it easy. Sammy, was it easy getting over? I saw you took the long route to uh, Peoria on Saturday. Yeah, I took a little detour down to Calexico. So I got off at El Centro and then went right and looked up on my phone uh, a taco shop. Only about 15 minutes to Calexico. Enjoyed my Berea tacos, if you saw on my Instagram, Twitter, whatever. <laughs> Juicy tacos. I mean, sauce just squirting out the other side of Whoa. the bite. I mean, it was it was crazy. So, uh, delicious, delicious tacos. Got back. Now, you were right. I, I heard the conversation earlier. You were right. I took the road um, to the south of, of I-8. Less travel. For about... For about 20, 25 miles until I got to about Yuma and then back on to uh, the interstate. So a little bit of a detour, but well worth it. Uh, where else did I stop? I stopped at uh, at Cafe Adesso, which was uh, very, very nice. Had a delicious beverage there. And then uh, continued on the, jur- uh, the journey. Uh, took a little bit longer than uh, if I just went straight through. But uh, I-, I like that drive. It's pretty. You got mountains. You got desert. You got some some greenery. You've got sand. So I enjoyed it. It's uh well listen and and if you heard the early part of the show I number one kudos and uh, commendations for knocking the content part out of the park I will say you you want to next time you want to uh, under promise and over deliver instead of just over deliver on day one because you've really set a precedent now for not only you. But us, when we go out there, I'm like, well, I have to do 45 posts a day because that's so, what Adam's used to. So you don't want me to follow the Sam Levitt way. You want me to follow the Woods way. That well, the that's what he's saying. Yes. Just, the, just the. I'm not. I, I, look, a win for you is a win for us. What I'm telling you is right. today, if you post nine tweets or whatever, Adam's gonna be like, "Hey, what happened? Did your phone die? Like you're dead." So it, it's it's interesting because I I was listening earlier and I recall the conversation. I think it was before the holidays. You guys discussing, you know trying to figure out things that Adam Klug likes. And yes. there are some things we know. He loves oh, his family, God. loves his children, yes. loves uh, the, the Georgia Bulldogs. The Falcons, certainly. yeah. But but that all may pale in comparison <laughs> to Adam Klug's love for a viral yeah. 97.3 The Fan piece of social media. Sammy, because he, gets, he was so excited. He, oh, my that, God. oh, my God. Was he just texting you, like, updates every 10 minutes? You guys. Now the, look how many views it's gotten. You guys in you the. You think he gets in, a dollar for every yes! person who sees a tweet a from 97.3 The Fan. His ideas over the last. How long have we been here? Five years? Five years. His ideas for viral content. And I go, Adam, you can't. You can't, you you got to let the game come to you, right? You can't go out expecting to make a viral video. You just, you just shoot what you can and you hope for the best. And oh my God, last night, middle of Super Bowl, he's texting us the number circled. Like, I don't know that he slept last night, Sammy, because of your, your tweet that's now over how, how many? Yeah. Over 2, two million, million views on that's just Twitter. Two, 
Yeah, it's over two million. Uh, we had a lot of good content yesterday. You I, I will it. tell you, I tr- I tried to really hit the ground running with the video. No, it was yeah, amazing. The, yeah, clubhouse was closed yesterday, so we had some guys come out like Joe Musgrove and, and Michael King, Mike Schiltz, uh, uh, uh Yuki Matsui, who that was amazing. Uh, had the moment of the day. I mean, that was so terrific. <laughs> it was you know we were t- just to set the scene because I know everybody saw this video now. We were told as he's walking up uh, with a translator that he has an, an opening statement prepared. And, you know, we all said, okay. And he gets up there and he delivers that. And it was uh, awesome. Uh, I know the, uh, some of the, the Japanese media that was, that was there, uh, they were super, super impressed by it. We were all impressed by it. So, that, to be honest, that was like the talk around camp for a couple of hours uh, on day one, what Yuki Matsui did uh, with the, uh, the statement in English and Spanish. But uh, a lot of fun on day one, no doubt about it. Um, you know, good to see those guys out there. Good to see... Um, you know, most of the guys, uh, you know, really healthy sounding and, and positive sounding. So a lot of good stuff. And, yeah, I tried to get as much as I can. But I'm with you, Woodsy. A very high bar set on day one. We'll yeah, I mean, you set it yourself. You set it for yourself. I have no sympathy for you because you did you did this, man. You did this yourself. That's okay. That, that's what I'm here for. It's we're, good. we're talking to Sammy Spring Training, Sammy Levitt out there uh, live. And, you know, it is. It's a it's it's a great, great day to be a baseball fan when that the the Guys are out there and they're running and they're throwing a little bit. I noticed you uh, caught a couple of bullpens. Is not you didn't actually catch them. You watched them. <laughs> now, if you caught bullpens, that would be some content. I'd be uh, all GoPro over. On his, yeah, on GoPro on forehead. Okay, yeah. let's just go fastballs here. <laughs> um, what? Who? Who impressed you out there? That you know, maybe like the the Woosuk goes. I did see a little clip from him, but you got to see these yeah. up close and personal. Yeah, a lot of guys through. Michael King looked really good. Joe Musgrove, I thought, looked really good and says he's feeling really good, which obviously with the way his season ended last year is, is really good to hear and really important. Um, we saw some of the relievers. Eniel De Los Santos through. He looked good. Alec Jacob, uh, you know, from what we hear is, is healthy. Um, you know, and if he's behind is just a hair behind, you know, that's what Mike Schultz said yesterday and he threw and I was really impressed by him because he has that different arm slot and certainly could present a different look out of the bullpen. Uh, should he be on this team at some point in 2024? So, uh, certainly King impressed me a lot. Musgrove, uh, looked good, looked healthy. Uh, and, and some of those relievers too. Uh, everybody didn't throw yesterday. We didn't see you, Darvish. Uh, didn't see some of the relievers. Uh, didn't see a guy like, uh, just off the top of my head, Tom Cosgrove throw. So we'll see who's on the schedule today. I'm sure a lot of those guys who didn't throw yesterday will throw bullpens today, but, uh, everybody looks really good. You know, with that said, um, you know, I think, you know, when guys are throwing in the bullpen first day of spring training, you're impressed by everybody. Yes. And when you're that close to those guys throwing, you guys know this being at spring training. You're like, how does anybody ever hit this? Um, and, and I'll tell you this, too. Luis Camposano was here, and, you know, I thought, you know, just observations during Joe Musgrove's bullpen session as he was catching him really vocal with the feedback. And, and it's so cool to see Ruben Diablo work with these guys. And Ruben is incredibly involved. And, and I'm not sure if you played this earlier as part of Michael King's comments, but I asked Michael King about working with Ruben Niebla, and he was just speaking already glowingly 
about working with Ruben. And, and he said that Corey Kluber, you know, essentially told him that he wouldn't have two Cy Youngs without Ruben Niebla. Wow. So uh, guys are really excited to work with him. And uh, everybody, you know, looked good. And, and uh, there's a lot of good health right now uh, around the complex. So that's all, all really good news. Sammy, uh, I've been to uh, many spring trainings. You've been to the last few. I've never remembered the first day being such a work day. Usually it's just uh, kind of get in, a little business, get out. And I heard uh, Mike Schilt talk a little bit about it, the uh, the urgency and the way he's setting up camp. In fact, this isn't even really the start of spring training for a lot of the pitchers, that there was a camp uh, at Petco Park a couple of weeks ago. We saw some shots of that. Yeah. What did you kind of learn about how Mike Schilt is setting up this spring and, and how it might be different than what we saw a last few years yeah I, I think there is going to be a balance between there being a sense of urgency because you number one leave for korea on march 13th and then have two games that count a week later so that presents an interesting challenge but i also think they they want to make sure that they don't do anything too quickly acknowledging that they have two games but then you've got 160 to play after that so you don't want to do anything that uh, would affect the other 160 based on getting ready for the two. So what we do know is is guys like Joe Musgrove, you Darvish, they will speed up their progression a little bit earlier in spring training. Um, you know, some of the pitching side of things, it, it's going to be sped up a little bit uh, considering they have those two games in Korea. But I, I do think there's clearly a balance they're trying to strike between both physically and, and mentally getting ready for the Korea trip, but also acknowledging that you don't have another game until March 28th. And my goodness, there's a lot between those Korea games and uh, and March 28th, obviously, between the exhibition games and FanFest and all of that. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely going to be a quicker ramp-up, uh, it sounds like, on the pitching side. I also think just from a from a mental standpoint, I thought what was interesting, and Joe Musgrove talked about it yesterday, Mike Schilt talked about it yesterday, about wanting to find that idea in spring training. You know, I asked Joe, considering last season and some of the new faces, you know, around the, the team, you know, what, what does he hope this team's mentality is, even in spring training? And he talked about wanting to find that identity earlier he talked about wanting to be vocal about that as a group talk about those things as a group you know whereas maybe last year it wasn't talked about in, in that kind of way so look it's obviously an interesting spring training physically because of that quicker ramp up uh, especially on the pitching side but look coming off last year and um you know and the new faces and who knows what other faces may show up in the clubhouse over the next few weeks certainly that's uh, a possibility um, you know, I, I think it's it's obviously a different spring training. So I know that was a, a long answer on the on you know how it may be affected by the the trip to Korea, but I, I do think it'll have an impact. But I think they're trying to balance it having an impact in a proper way with uh, making sure they're ready for the full year. Well, number one, Sammy, we love long answers on Ben and Woods. Just so you know, it's <laughs> know. Uh, it's actually appreciated <laughs> here on the uh, the program. Uh, talking to Sammy, spring training out live from Peoria right now. What's uh, what's on the schedule today, my friend? You haven't seen it yet, uh, but what uh, you're just gonna go do more of the same, hang out around the backfield. Jerks and Profar be showing. Jerks and Profar ah, yeah, is it that. looks like a rumor. <laughs> oh, you know what I wanted to yeah. ask you? Our beloved Hassan Kim out there looking yeah. very, very, very fit uh, yesterday in the sleeveless shirt. Um, what, position player wise, is he is he the only one other than you know the catchers as well? But is Hassan yeah. Kim the only position player? 
So uh, we'll learn more about that today. Like I said, the clubhouse wasn't open yesterday. It is open today. It's a pretty late start today, um, which makes sense because not everybody's here yet and there's there's less to do. But uh, clubhouse is open, so I'll certainly see more guys today than I saw yesterday. The only position player I saw yesterday was Ha-Sung Kim, who was watching the bullpens and looked great and um, you know, it was it was great to see him, obviously. And, and by the way, speaking of social media, anytime you put anything of Ha Sung Kim on social media, the Padres fans love it. So that's that's like a little cheat code on social media. Uh, he was the only non-pitcher catcher that I can think of that I saw yesterday. I saw Matthew Baden actually. So okay, well, there you go. There's two. Um, Guy wants to be seen no, out it, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the other thing I'll say, just not relating to uh, the position players, is. You know, I, I watched the catchers take batting practice. Luis Camposano looked good. You know, was working on going to right field. And then I saw Ethan Salas, who I have to ask him about it or confirm this. He looks bigger and taller to me, which is not all that surprising considering he's a teenager. So it would make all the sense in the world that he would grow a little bit since the last time we saw him. But I'll tell you what, just watching him in a first day of spring training BP, that swing is smooth. Good. Really, Love really it. smooth. You need him big. Looked, big. looked bigger to me. Um, so I'll, I'll get confirmation on that at some point. But uh, good to see him. And um, I saw him talking with Kyle Higashioka, which I thought was a cool moment. You've got this veteran, you know, catcher that's been brought in with this 17-year-old who's, uh, you know, one of the top prospects in the game. So, uh, yeah, Kim Batten is who I saw. And, and just, again, day one, good to see everybody out there working out and, and uh, the good health and, and all of it. And uh, everyone was there other than Wandy Peralta, who is getting his visa because he just officially signed, and that takes a few days. And then Luis yeah. Patino, they said, should be here shortly. He had to get his visa, but he's got it now, so he should be arriving in camp really quickly. Yeah, and Robert Suarez uh, uh, was in transit yesterday, so I'm interested to see if we see him today. But, um, but yeah, I mean, everybody, for the most part, that you would expect to be there uh, was there. So um, as far as today, uh, Mike Schilt will speak. Uh, we'll see, you know, who else we talk to in the clubhouse. I'm sure we'll talk to uh, a number of guys. And then I, I would assume without seeing the schedule for today that it's going to be pretty similar to yesterday with the bullpens and some hitting and some light work. And it'll probably be that way until uh, we have the uh, the full report date and, and really get into things. And what's the full report date? Ooh, he's thinking. Uh, Look at that thinking pose that Sammy Levitt has. I, I don't. I don't even remember. It's got to be soon. There's a game in ten days. days. Yeah, the twenty seventh. Yeah, ten days from now. Days. So I do not remember. I've got. I've got to think. It's probably like Thursday or Friday. Um, we're we're getting close. Yeah, and, and normally guys start trickling in. You know, kind of one by one on different days. Like, would I be shocked to 16th. see five more position 16th, players so Friday. in there in the next? Yeah. Would Would I be shocked to see you know five more position players in there today or tomorrow? No. Um, you know, guys kind of get there whenever they want to get there, uh, if they're there early on the position player side. But, uh, yeah, it's, look, it's good stuff. It's enjoyable. Um, it is interesting because I think there are still so many question marks about center and left and DH and all of that and all the things that could happen just bringing in players over the course of the next couple of weeks. But right now, who's there is there. And uh, good to see those guys. And certainly for the young players, a good opportunity. Paul said we should give Sammy a homework assignment like we did every single day last year. Wood said let's wait until everybody's there yeah. so he, he doesn't have to worry about it. But if you really wanted to like get extra credit. Yeah, go for it. I'm curious to hear from Luis Camposano. Yeah, I know catchers are there, and you know he's going to be expected to take on a much bigger role this season as you know the 
Basically, he's been handed the starting job. He's the guy. He's the catcher for the San Diego Padres. That's a different mentality. So, Sammy, we will uh, hopefully talk to you tomorrow, maybe with some Luis Camposano sound. All right. Sounds good. And uh, luckily, I figured out the coffee machine in the Airbnb. Excellent. Looks like a nice one. Sammy, Sammy, do less today. Do less. Sam Levitt, and we thank you, uh, thank Thank the San Diego County Toyota Dealers Association for making Sammy's appearances possible all spring long (laughs) until they leave for Korea. All right, uh, we are done with two hours. Come back, uh, hour number three of Ben and Woods will reset the show. More Padres content and Super Bowl ahead here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.